Hello, and welcome to another episode of From Paper to People, the family cookbook. I haven't done this in so long that I actually forgot the name of the segment. Yes, that's right. And I apologize profusely. I lost my voice for over a month. And by the time it came back, I saw that Shukran, the Wonder Kitty, had severed my cable. She chewed the wire in two so that I couldn't use my microphone. So I sent away for another one and I got it. It came and it's the wrong cable. So I had to dig around and I actually did find that I have a very short version of the cable that I needed. So I can sit here on my bed holding my mic as if I were singing or something, and I can record. So here I am. So I have a recipe for you today. Um, First, it has a little backstory, and then we can actually go ahead and listen to what it has to say. So this is from the University of Hawaii, and it's from about 1956 or so, 55 or 56 maybe 57, something like that. My mom started out in school after she graduated from high school in Texas. She went to the Ohio State University. The has to be there because it's a big deal. They get very angry if you don't put the the there. So it's the Ohio State University. And she was in occupational therapy and she had to get out of it because she sympathized and empathized so much with the discomfort and pain of the people she was working with that she couldn't do it, which very much figures for my mom. So she didn't know quite what she was going to do. But her parents who were military got stationed in Hawaii. And so she went with them. And she decided to transfer to the University of Hawaii. Now, she was, at this point, not totally thrilled with being in college. In fact, she had no idea what she wanted to do. And she didn't, I don't think, really care whether she graduated. Uh, So she got into whatever was sort of straightforward and easy for a woman at that time. And one of the classes that she took basically because it was there, and it was definitely expected of women and girls, and particularly by my chauvinistic grandfather, uh, she took home ec. So this recipe came out of her home ec class, and all of her recipes are handwritten on recipe cards. If she's made them, they have a check on them, and if they're really good, then they have a check star. So this has a check on it. So I know that it's good. And I do know that she used to make these for me and for my sister when we were little kids. It's a peanut butter muffins recipe, and it makes 12 medium muffins. So if you're feeling like baking, and it's a transitional season right now all around the planet, so it could be a good time for some light baking, then I recommend these peanut butter muffins from the University of Hawaii. Here are the ingredients. Two cups of flour, two teaspoons of baking powder, one half teaspoon of salt, one half cup of sugar, two thirds of a cup of peanut butter, four tablespoons of shortening, two eggs lightly beaten, and one cup of milk. One, mix and sift dry ingredients into bowl. Two, work in peanut butter and shortening until well blended. 3. Add milk to beaten egg. Beat well. 4. Turn wet ingredients into dry all at once. Stir until dampened but not smooth. 
five fill oiled muffin tins two-thirds full, and six bake at 350 degrees for 20 to 30 minutes. Now, there are a couple of things that I would think about. This was in the land and time of Jif peanut butter, those sort of lots of additive peanut butters that had a lot of sugar in them, and they also had stuff that made the peanut butter stay congealed, you know, even if it was in the cupboard. So if you're using a natural peanut butter, I might forego the shortening altogether and see how that works because there's a lot of oil in the the natural peanut butters. And so that's one thing that I would think about if I were making this. I would also really cut back on the sugar a lot. I would actually cut it to probably a half, from a half cup to a quarter of a cup. So I don't know about that. I would definitely play with it a little bit though. Um, I'm not crazy about super sweet things unless I'm in one of those super sweet moods and then I just eat fudge until I'm slightly comatose. But when it comes to a baked good, um, I think that's really the way to go. So that is what we've got this week. And that's pretty much all. I've got lots of lessons planned for the next few weeks. I have some interviews planned as well. We're going to have a series of interviews that build one upon the other so that we can talk a lot about DNA and we can talk about through lines and we can talk about tagging and all of these new things that are coming up in Ancestry. I'm also going to upload my tree to my heritage and I know that I have also uploaded my DNA there and so I'm going to do my best to work with my heritage so that I can talk about that a little bit too. Then I'm going to talk some more about the plan that I have, the project that I have for building trees for people who were lynched in the 19th and 20th centuries, building those trees in ancestry cooperatively with a couple of people and then flipping them onto family search, contacting the people who are descended from whatever ancillary ancestors that lynched person might have and letting them know that that information is there for them so that they can actually continue that research, add their own family photographs and all of the information that family search takes, you know, uh, recordings and stories and videos. And that way, they can take ownership of that family tree without having to spend a dime. I think that that's a really, really important thing. It's a, a plan that Ancestors Alive has to create this platform and to get into this and to bring as many people into that research as possible. That's what 2019 is all about. I'm going to be talking about that more and more as we get through the year. Of course, I was going to be talking about that in February, but hey, February kind of got lost. So here we are toward the end of March and uh, I'm trying to catch up. I'm doing my best. So that's pretty much the deal. I also want to encourage you if you have any ideas for the podcast, any questions, any things that you want me to cover, please get in touch. Go to ancestorsalivegenealogy.com and there's a form there and fill out the form and tell me what it is that you would like the podcast to cover. I'd be happy to look at that and to see if I can't start to incorporate requests into what it is that I'm doing. Also, I need your support in order to survive and in order to upgrade this and in order to feed the volunteer program that I am now starting to build with lynched persons and 
being able to do that research and flip that research over from ancestry to family search. The main way that you can do that, and you can gain access to our Facebook group, which is really, really active now and very exciting, and you can get some swag, and you can have even more say over the podcast, and you can just have a lot of fun in the community, is to join my Patreon army. And that means committing to some small financial support on a monthly basis. Just go to patreon.com slash join slash Ancestors Alive. You'll see all of the support levels. They range from $1 a month to $50 a month. And there are all kinds of swaggy things that you can earn. And there's all kinds of support that you can get along with it too. So I strongly urge you to do that. I really need your help, and I need your help all the time. So thanks a lot again for listening in. Keep it in mind, baking is another way that we celebrate our ancestors. Remember your ancestors on a daily basis. Love them and respect them and expect surprises. (laughs) 